There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly. Thank you, Clint. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then loop up. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater of a magic your Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. Uh, we're not sluts. We just love love. <laughs> what just happened there? <laughs> My stomach made a gurgling noise after drinking, and it was supposed to be in the quiet part. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yes, hello. Uh, this is Mrs. Adam. And this is Mr. Adam's stomach. And his gurgly stomach, yes. <laughs> Look, it's very happy with me right now because uh-huh. I made risotto without going to my dark place. You did, and you have a very lovely drink in front I of you. I do. It's a gin and tonic. And look, is the tonic special? No. Is the gin special? Not really, but it's a nice gin. Mm-hmm. But what's really special about it is your boss gave us uh, little homegrown limes. And yeah. that's my favorite thing now. They're yellow, which I don't understand, but it's not my Are job to understand. overripe, or is it the variety? Don't understand. Okay. I don't know. It's... it's <laughs> I don't know, but on the inside, they're bright green, and when you squeeze them, oh my God, they're sweet and wonderful, and I'm very happy with this cocktail right now. Awesome. I'm very happy. And what are you drinking? I have a tea. Loser. I'm kidding. I've already had half a bottle of wine. (laughs) (laughs) So I I thought that, Who had the other half? Oh, gee, I don't know. Who could that be? (laughs) Look, once again, the risotto had some, so. Right, yeah. So yeah, it was either continue down that path and it could get messy by the end or I'll just switch to tea. So that's what I did. Ah, hello, suckers. <laughs> Welcome to messy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, uh, we've been busy. Yes. We at least have more energy this podcast than we yes, did last podcast. Last podcast, true. we were fucking exhausted. And I got to be honest, I was just so tired. And I love yeah. Lolo Lady. Everybody loves Lolo Lady. But I was just tired. I think we were all tired. It had been a work-filled week. It had been a work-filled week. And now it has not been a work-filled week. It has been a lazy, lazy weekend, which Mm -hmm. I like. Mm -hmm. Um, We had one of the rarest, the second Saturday this year that we've been home in the evening. And the first Saturday this year that we've been home in the evening and weren't sick. That's true. Yes. So that was nice. We had a very lazy Saturday night. So it was actually really kind of awesome. Yeah. It was Mm. Yeah, exactly what we need. Yeah. Um... We've got some stuff coming up. Yes, we do. We have our next pendulum party, which is August 17th or 18th. Hold on. Let me check. It's a Friday, whatever that Friday is. I think it's the 17th. Give me just a moment. moment. 17th. Yes. Okay. August 17th. August 17th. Yes. Like I said, it's August 17th. the next pendulum party. The next pendulum party, which is going to be epic. Yeah. So if you're curious, if you ever want to try things out with your partner, if you just want to kind of watch and see what goes on, or if you just want to jump right in there and get the party started, Grr. by all means, come on. By all means. I will get it started with you. I'm so excited. What the, well, and I'm pretty sure the gentleman will too. Yeah. Slutterella. Between the two of us, it's going to be fun. I love you too. Um, 
Yeah, so, and, and I'll probably be manning the bar because that's my safe space. But this time I'm going to try to come from out behind the bar uh-huh. and put my mouth on things. Uh-huh. Put yes, my mouth where my money is. Exactly. Here, hold my wallet. So uh, if you want Mr. Adam's mouth on you, you I know. better come to the pendulum party. Yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, and then the next uh, newly named Club V, which yes. is the lady on- Ladies Only Night, uh-huh. uh, is... That's two weeks later. It's on August 31st. August 31st. And we'll put links up to both of them if you would like to come and join us. Uh, it's going to be pretty epic. I, I cannot know. wait. Both of them are just going to be... Yeah. It's going to be a fun-filled month. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. It's August is going to be crazy, crazy, crazy because we're also mm-hmm. going to Adelaide Sexpo uh, where we have two talks. It's just going to be Angela and I this time. Mm-hmm. So um, Sex Ed in the City, we're going to be the Sex Ed in the City folks there. Uh, but, of course, our secret spot's staying here in Sydney. And right. uh, Miss Jeff has other uh, things that she's got to do. So it's mm-hmm. going to be the two of us going down there, which means that we get to commandeer a couple of the yes. talks and do what we really want to talk about. So, of course, we'll do Intro to Swinging and Swinging 101. We'll be doing those. There will be three talks on that. Yep. But then we've hijacked two of them. To do by Invisibility and by Erasure. Yes. So the name of the talk is Now You See Me, Now You Don't. I know. It's a magic trick yes. pun. I love it. Anyway, I'm, I'm all excited. It, yeah, it might just be the, the gin and tonic, but... Yeah. No, but so if you're in the Adelaide region, uh, Sexpo weekend, we'll be talking twice on Friday, twice on Saturday, and then once on Sunday. And you can message us for times. We can publish them as well, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. would, you know, that would be, be smart. just as easy. <laughs> yeah, it's just as easy. Why not? Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll throw them up on Twitter. Um, but yeah, definitely yeah. come out and see us. And if you don't feel comfortable coming to Sexpo, just mess- send us a message. We're happy to meet folks for drinks, yeah. uh, for lunch, or, or whatnot outside of sex, you know, in the city still near the conference because we'll, we'll have to be there. But we're happy to step outside and, and say hi. Yeah, uh, definitely. So yeah. I look forward to that. It should be fun. Yeah. Uh, it will as well be exhausting, but we will be partying it up with the mm. Bear Bros Co. and uh, After Dark Intimate Wipes. I know. I mean, come on. I've heard that their booths are near each other again. So because excited. who doesn't want that view of either booth? I, I mean, know. come on. Oh, so excited. Yeah. Um, there may be video of the last time when it was in Sydney of me walking around in one of the fellas from um, After Dark in mm-hmm. his heels. Uh, he it was, was giving the, me a... It was the first time that Mr. Adam had ever worn stilettos. Yeah. Because you've worn heels before, worn but they heels. were chunky Yeah, heels. the big chunky heels. Yeah. Those were pretty easy to walk in, but these were stilettos, and I was working it, baby. Mm. Oh, you were. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> uh, maybe I should cut that down and, and put that up on Twitter. Um, or on OnlyFans, yeah. Or on or fan, OnlyFans, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Uh, still have a cough, of course, you know, because that's what you do when you're sick you and you're old. You, you get a disease and you hold on to it forever. I think that's more of an Australian thing, though. Some this people call cough, it marriage. Thank you. This cough that lingers, we never really had that a lot in the U.S. No. It seems to be a lot more common here. Yeah. But it's that it's that I, down under cough. That's neither here nor there. I don't want a down under cough. Actually, I don't want to know about your down under cough. That's just gross. Anyway. Um, uh, might come out. You never know. What might? Glitter. We still haven't tried that. We need to try that. Um, yeah. In other news, I now have body image issues again. Mm-hmm. So I... And why is that? Because I was convinced by my beautiful, wonderful partner who I love very much and I know only wants the best for me. There were others involved. Whatever. <laughs> that, too, that I should put my insulin pump back on and go off the shots for a little while. 
And so that's what I've tried to do. Because you had more extremes when you were on the shots. Yeah, well, I'm an extreme kind of guy. I mean, I, you, I can't help that. I am, I am extreme. I know. What people don't understand <laughs> is I am the little bit of Tony Stark, little bit of the Incredible Hulk. That was my phone. I thought I'd silenced it. But I'm getting our secret spot messages from me. Um, I'm a little bit of Tony Stark, a little bit of the Incredible Hulk. I'm a lot of Captain America, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of Black Widow. Um, I do have the arrow of um, Bullseye. What's his name? He's cute. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. People are screaming at me. Um, I'm I'm snarky like Spider-Man. Look, none of them are on insulin pumps, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, ugh. So here I am. Mm -hmm. I just don't like it. Haven't we had the whole body image discussion before on here? We have, and I don't care because Uh that's advice to other people. And I'm (laughs) And but you can't take your own <laughs> advice. <laughs> look, the, the the fact of the matter is I just don't like it. And I don't like me in it. And I look at myself and I'm like, oh, you know what? I was actually thinking about it a lot today. Sidetrack. Okay. okay. Um, I think what I don't like about it is it is very much a physical embodiment of imperfection. And I, I realize none of us are perfect. And I accept that. I accept that. But not a lot of us have that like... Like, you're not a whole person. You're not, like, let's imagine, and I know this isn't an exact comparison, but let's imagine that you have gray hair. You can color it, and it's fine. And so the way I looked at shots was nobody really knew I took shots, and that was fine. That was a way that I could I could sort of hide that, that flaw and normalize myself, yes. Um, which I think, again, we've talked about that before as well. So that's what we really all, all want. So, yeah, and now that I have the little insulin pump site on me, I look at myself, I'm like, ugh, I just don't like it. And it's and what I think is interesting about that, because while I appreciate the sentiment and in, in everything embodied therein, what I think is more interesting is that when you are at the club, you take the pump off, generally. Yes. Uh, but, of course, you still have the site, and so yes. you still have that stuck to you. The number of people that don't even notice it until you point it out and then they're like, oh, what is that? And some people know, some people don't. But there's a good majority of people that don't even look at that. They, they Because they're focused on other parts of you and other things. My and penis. I was going to say your, your <laughs> happy personality, your beautiful, shiny face, and then whatever mandra you're sporting that yeah, night. Fair enough. Um, it's guarding my penis. <laughs> but it is interesting to me the number of people that have said that they didn't even notice or they or you pointed out and then they're like oh what is that and just but it's, it's just not a thing to other I know people. I know I know and I, I I know I know I know but you know I don't know that's a lot of no's <laughs> it's just it is it's funny because I, I know that's what it is and I look at myself and for me all I, all it shows is imperfection and flaws mm-hmm. and I realize that is it is all internalized I I, I know this I'm accepting of that But But I have to say that, of course, we all have our issues. And there's something about all of us that we don't like. Some of us multiple some things about ourselves that we don't like. That is the thing that you don't like about yourself. Well, it's not the only thing. It's the thing that's clearly man-made. Okay, fair enough. Because I was going to say that, like, I mean, for us, you say that that's a physical embodiment. But for most of the rest of us, everything that we don't like about ourselves is a physical embodiment as well. Well, yes. But then the, the, the difference is that that's part of you. It's you. Whereas this is clearly man-made. I mean, it's not even like it's bright white. It stands out like mm-hmm. like like a it's like a 50-cent piece. We, we can paint it skin color. Great. Thanks, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Or, um, or 
we'll just see what it takes to get you a pancreas transplant. What do you have to do for that? Yeah, for real. <laughs> which would be a whole nother heap of problems. I accept yep. that. But yep. yeah, I, I know I wasn't in the greatest condition or a, a greatest control, I should say, on the shots. But at least with the shots, it was something that the worst thing about me was I carried around a man bag. Right. And I like carrying around man bags because then I was like, oh, I have my notebook. I have, you know, some chapstick. It's like men should carry purses, but that's a whole different. Anyway, <laughs> I'll rant about that in a later podcast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's. Is it time for me to rant now? Ooh. Absolutely. Please go ahead. So we were shopping this weekend. We were not specifically shopping for shoes, but we went to the mall. And of course, there's a lot of shoe places. And then anytime you walk through a store, you have to walk by the shoes. And I love shoes. <laughs> However, I would say that probably, what, 80 to 90% of the shoes out there for women have these stupidly high heels. It's true. And and they're pretty and they're nice. But the high heel does not serve a big function for most of them. If you cut that heel in half, it would not significantly alter the look of the shoe, the feel of the shoe, what it's trying to get at. The sexiness. Yeah. Why do they all have to be so fucking high? Why can why can a, a designer not make nice, sexy shoes and boots with a reasonable heel on it, like like two inches or less? Why is that so difficult? I feel like I need to consult with the shoe designer on this. I feel like you do too. There's so many possibilities out there that still look really good. You don't need that heel to really pull off a lot of the looks. Well, and what I don't understand along that same line is why not? Why do they all have to be the same height of heel? Because yeah. you look at the heels and like I would say most of them are within 10% yeah. of, of their height. Yeah. Why not do a half height heel? No. You know, do the same shoe but in a half height heel or do the same shoe in a two thirds height, height heel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that there's a market for... For less, the still the sexy heel, right? But with less of a less of a height on it, yeah. Because even when you look at platforms as well, many of the platform shoes they still have that differential between the platform and the top of the height. It just overall makes you taller. Yeah. It, it just boosts everything up by whatever the height of the platform is. But there's still that differential between the platform and then where your your heel sits. But what you could do is a two third height heel or yeah. a half height heel still have the platform so that your total. Right. The total height angle is is, is yeah. the same, but the angle is not as severe. Yeah, the angle is not as severe, yeah. and it's it's interesting because I've talked to so many women. Um, I mean, obviously for me, it's it's I just physically cannot wear the high heels anymore. It just isn't possible. Um, we've got a friend who also can't for a very different reason, and I talked to so many women who either can't for a whole host of reasons or don't want to because it hurts your feet and especially in a city that's as walkable as Sydney it's not like when we lived in the U.S. it was easier to do those things because you would drive somewhere all you have to do is suffer through walking in yeah and then sitting down true and that's it and but there wasn't like oh we have to walk to the bus stop train station walk from there you know it's it makes a lot more of a difference just in pure comfort besides the fact that that some of us just physically can't and and it really, for most of the shoes, would not, you could keep the same look and the same feel, just a lower heel. And I yeah. just don't understand why that's not more common. And it's really, really frustrating. Because so, there's all these pretty shoes, and I can't have any of them. So if you have ever wanted to have a company on making shoes, and you needed <laughs> a very sexy advisor um, with big breasts, who's willing to do everything, um, I'm right here. <laughs> 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 and, and I'm her. I am her manager. You can talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just frustrating. I understand. Just frustrating. 
I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I don't understand because no. I don't wear high heels. Well, I that, have that was actually something they that were very we, difficult to wear. That was something we talked about, though, too, while we were out shopping was because we saw a pair of boots that admittedly, I think that they were women's boots, but by the style, they could have gone either way. And they had just a little bit of a heel, like maybe, what, three quarters of an inch, if that, maybe an inch at the most. Mm-hmm. But it was just a small little heel on the boot. And they were in the women's section. But yet you were like, I really like those. I would wear those. And then you look over at the men's boots and none of them have yeah, a heel. none of them. And so why can you not have a little bit of a heel on a men's boot? I agree. And I'm not looking for like a stiletto. Yeah. I'm looking for just something to make me look a little taller. I mean... <laughs> I just want to look. I just want to be able to reach the top shelf. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Clearly, it is. Yes. Anyway. Uh, all, right, all right. Rant over. Rant over. <laughs> Two rants over. <clears throat> um, we had a wonderful, wonderful message from mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. H over at the Bed Hoppers. If you don't follow them on Twitter, fucking follow them on Twitter. They're hilarious. Uh, listen to their podcast. They are. Um, they're really palmy. And if you don't know what that means, that means they're extremely British, Mm -hmm. extremely British, but they have the, they have the Southern British accent, which Uh is that cute lilt, that little, Mm -hmm. that little je ne sais quoi, what the French call a certain, I don't know what. Uh, And it's, (laughs) it's really great. Um, But they sent us this message. Bradford's going to read the uh, the intro aloud. I'm going to try to read this, and and I'm going to try to do it in my best British accent. (laughs) I'm going to sound like Mike Myers doing Austin Powers. So pull the car over. I don't want you to crash from all the happy laughter that you're about to have. Dear Bradula, we the bed hoppers were listening to your lovely podcast while in bed the other day. It was very inspiring and a bit sexy. After we'd done the deed and celebrated with teen crumpets, we decided to email you some questions that popped into our heads. As our sexy pen pals across the globe, we'd love if you could tell us more about yourselves and also answer some of the thoughts we had. Thank you ever so much from good old blighty Mr. and Mrs. H. Multiple X's. Well done. Thanks. Well done. It almost sounded a bit like Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, hello, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It did sound like Mrs. Doubtfire. I was channeling Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh Oh, rest in peace, Robin Williams. Love you, man. Uh, Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, that's what I imagine. I would love to say that's what I imagine they sound like. But we had a Skype date with them this yeah. past weekend. And so we know um, better. And we know better. And damn. They're a lot sexier than Oof, before. That's all I got to say. Both mm-hmm. of them. Grr. Grr. <laughs> like when you talk about types. Yeah, grr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. On both accounts. On both accounts. Anyway. And then they speak. And then you're just like, well, I know. I and then you're like, to... well, great. Now I'm sitting in a wet spot. What am I supposed to do with this? Fuckers. Anyway. <laughs> I'll lap it up. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the unscripted parts are the best. (laughs) Okay. I'm back. 
Well, should, I, should I read the first question? Sure. Let's, let's okay. read the first question. Okay. Uh, and that, so that there was questions, of course. Uh, right. So they sent a number of questions that they would like us to answer. Yes. And I'm just going to basically read them verbatim. Because we're podcast pen pals. Yeah. So it starts off with, firstly... Wait, are you going to do it in your British accent? No. Oh, come on. No. Give it a go. I don't have a British accent. Yeah, everybody's got one. No. <laughs> the people out there for, are screaming for it. That's come okay. On. They I can, can keep screaming. Until I hear it, it doesn't happen. Damn it. Firstly, thanks for letting us have the opportunity to ask you some questions. We're often a little shy, if you can believe it. What's your advice on getting the party started? Well, number one, you have a British accent, so that gets the party started right there. I mean, uh, yeah, I would agree. So it's it's really funny because I that does surprise me that they're shy mm-hmm. because we we had our Skype date with them and both of them they are a lot like us. They're mm-hmm. a British version of us. He's loud, funny. And he, he really, it's clear that, like me, that he uses both of those, his, you know, and he's a, a musician. So mm-hmm. he uses a lot of that to, to move the, the conversation forward into a funny, self-depreciating humor kind of place. Whereas she just sort of sits and watches him and sometimes rolls her eyes, much like you. But she comes in with very witty things from time to time. Much like yeah. you. Yeah, and it was very funny to look at them and see like, wow, this is like looking into a very British mirror. Uh... Do they make those? Oh my god, we should get one. <laughs> we, we look at ourselves and we're like, wow, I look all right today. Oh, look at me. I look bloody delightful. <laughs> That's the mirror <laughs> responding back. <laughs> like, oh my god, I need to remember to get cookies. Oh, don't forget to get biscuits. <laughs> I feel like we should be in a Disney movie if that's the case. <laughs> be our guest. Be our guest. Wait, that's French. Yeah, uh, no. Are there any great British? Oh. All the British people are villains. <laughs> Look at you, Pocahontas. Maybe, anyway. Maybe that should tell us something. Oh, yeah. That's really true. All the British ones were villains. Are there any British? Okay, people, podcast people, do your research. Tell me the British good guys. In Disney films. In Disney films, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, not period. All right, all right, all right. Advice on getting How the party. How about Churchill? <laughs> <laughs> he was not a Disney prince. Um, back to getting the party Sorry. started. So, looking at them and, and looking at us, it was like, wow, this is looking in uh, into a mirror. So, my guess, you know, and and what I would say to everybody out there is, look, what he, what what they were doing works. And I think what we do works, which is we know each other as a couple. We know what our strengths and weaknesses are. And so things like I know that I'm – it sounds really conceited. Oh, I know I'm funny. But I know a lot of people laugh when I talk. And it's either out of pity or out of of, they think I'm sexy. But between the two of us, you are the funny one. Yes. Yeah, and you're the pretty one. Mm. Uh, So I think that a lot of that – is relying on what you what you're finding your comfort zone and finding what you feel safe and confident about in yourself. And I know that I can be sarcastically witty, and my dad jokes are amazing. Uh, my dad jokes are level nine or above. So, you know, I would rely on that. Not everybody's going to like it. That's true. Uh, and that's fine because honestly, do you really want somebody who doesn't laugh at laugh at you if you're looking for laughs? No. So weed them out early. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because you rely a lot on humor, but I'm very straightforward. And so I tend to be just a bit more blunt with people. And I don't hesitate, just go up, introduce myself, 
start conversation based off of whatever is happening, what they're wearing, where we are, just depends on the situation. Um, but you use humor when you go up and do that, whereas I just start just start a conversation yeah. and just start talking and ask questions. I'll often ask people ask if I can say it, ask people questions about themselves because most people like to tell you a little bit about themselves. Right, and that, um, that's so and, true. And people want it, to talk about themselves. Yeah, and I think it depends on the situation. So sometimes, like, if we're at the club or at a meet and mingle, then I'll ask more general questions, not specific, because, you know, not everybody wants to be completely open about what they do or where they live or whatever, basic boring stuff. That ultimately, we don't really care that much about. Um, <laughs> not, not in the... Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Not, not in the beginning. No, not, not in not the beginning, the beginning. No. Uh, and but if it's a one-on-one date, I think that's a little different because then it is more that we want to get to know you, and it's more just not necessarily you know where you're from and what you do, but your hobbies and what interests you, and are we going to get along personality-wise? And I think that's where the humor comes in then. And I would add to that, you know, ask people questions that you want to answer mm-hmm. because you ask them a question, and the all, nine times out of ten, they're going to ask you the same question mm-hmm. because it's it's the easy question. Mm-hmm. So if you say, oh, you know, if you think to myself, I want to talk about where I'm from, yeah. then you say, oh, where are you from? And they'll ask. And then because it's easy and most people are lazy, they'll go, how about you? Where are you from? And you oh, well, I'm blah, 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 blah. And you can feel free to turn it into a story. Yeah. Uh, you know, so whatever you feel comfortable talking about, ask them about first. And the flip side of that is that if you are talking about getting the party started when you have a date, like a a one-on-one couple date, or you have a third or something like that, and you're getting along well, and you're just like, okay, how do I take it to the next level now? For me, I'm usually just blunt and ask them, you know, if we're out, do you want to go back to our place or back to their place, depending on who's staying where, where we are? Uh, you know, are you interested in playing with us tonight? That kind of thing. If we're already at one of our houses, then it usually just becomes touching and making out or somebody at some point will say, let's go back to the bedroom. Um, I don't, I don't really tend to beat around the bush too much on that. Only if I think I might offend someone would I tend to pull back and hesitate on that. Well, yeah. And I'm always amazed at that because I don't do that. I don't play like I, I have trouble asking directly, like, this is what I want. Do you want to do this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think about, and I think we touched on it in one of the podcasts in the, previously, the last time we were in Canberra, and we were on the date with somebody, and you went, do you want to go back to our room? And her response, response was, oh, I don't play on the first date. And he was like, okay, cool, which is fine. Yeah. You're like, that's great. And normally we don't either, but we were there, and she was really cute. So I was like, well, <laughs> we could make it an su- exception. <laughs> <laughs> We, so, we, you know. we have filed uh, the, the, the form 31AB uh, in triplicate. Uh, it's been stamped and, and notarized. And so we have determined that it is time mm-hmm. to go upstairs and play if you so choose. Sign here, 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 and there. Mm-hmm. And ultimately... You Look, know, I got a British again. You did. And, and ultimately, if somebody doesn't... There's a lot of sirens going on out there. Jeez. They're, they're, they heard my British accent. Apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, and if somebody doesn't want to play even ever, I, that's completely fine. Oh, and sure. I, I respect somebody who can say that and yeah. will say that because yeah. you don't want to, we don't want to pressure anybody into no. something Look, they don't want to No, look, we want to be pants on friends. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> like That takes some of the pressure off. Yeah. Next time when I see you, I don't have to shave my nether regions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and also, um, and we've done a podcast before on on swinger games, sexy swinger games, and things like that. If you need help getting it started even further, we'll do some more at some point in the future because yeah. there's heaps of them out there and, and ways that you can kind of get that ice broken, especially within a group setting. 
And look, I, I will say as well, and just from personal experience, uh, the person who breaks the ice is always the hero. Mm. So if you're in a group of people anywhere, I'll say four and above. So a couple date, or if you're at a club and there's a bunch of people, the person who is comfortable to walk in and say, hi, my name is, and then I like yeah. your dress. I like your shirt. I like whatever about you, or just break the ice in some sort of way. That person is always the hero. That person, people want to talk to that person. Mm. So my advice, and it's difficult, but I think everybody out there can do it is be the person that you want to talk to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And as far as taking it to the next level as well, I think a club is a much easier place to do that because there's often massage tables, spas. So you can say, hey, we're going to go to the spa if you would like to join us. It's not a direct ask, but it is an implied ask. Uh, or you can simply say, you know, we're interested in going to a playroom. Do you want to join us? Yeah. And that's a direct ask, of course. But you can say it as if you would like to join us or do you want to join us? And so there's, you know, a little more pressure one way, a little less the other way. Yeah. And I would say one final thing from, from my point of view on this is when you, if you, if it's something that you want to practice, do it at your local pub, yeah. do it at your local bar, you know, wherever you go to get drinks, start with your bartender. You know what? They're paid to listen to you. Bartenders are basically therapists that, that encourage you to drink. So if you're sitting at the bar and it's kind of quiet, just talk. No, it's not about flirting. It's about talking and, and sort of breaking the ice with somebody that you don't know and trying to trade information that you don't know mm -hmm. uh, about somebody. Then once you feel like you've done it really well with your bartender, talk to the people at the bar. And then once you're good at that, you know, you're, you've sort of broken the ice on, on somebody who's really forced to talk to you, yeah. your bartender or waitstaff. And then you've talked to people who, who you have no desire to sleep with. The people who you're really interested in, that becomes a lot easier. Very true. All right, should we move on to the next question? Yeah, question right. number two. All right. <clears throat> Mr. H has a lovely leather Indiana Jones-style swing bag. We've got a host of goodies in there. What's your bag like and what's inside? Well, her name's Angela, and, <laughs> <laughs> and inside is mostly squishy bits that I like to fondle and play with. Oh, wait, he means... Uh -huh. So I thought it was a British and been talking about a bag. Um... Shit. <laughs> I got to be honest. I stopped listening after Indiana Jones. Uh -huh. So <laughs> uh, uh, do we, we do have, we do carry a swing bag. Actually, yeah. I guess I would yeah. have said most, I would have said we don't. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think about it. We always carry the same bag to the, yeah. to the swingers yeah. club with us. So I will say that the, the bag we take to the club is a little messenger bag. And, but if we're going to someone's house where we know we're going to be playing, we do sometimes take a little bit larger bag with a few more items in it. Yeah. But typically if we're going to the club, we do take a messenger bag. Um, it and has, when she says messenger, it's like one of the short ones, not like a mm, full yeah. briefcase messenger bag. Yeah. Just a little, a little short one. Cause it has, of course, all the necessities of depending on what we're doing, any kind of makeup or insulin supplies, blah, 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 basic stuff. Things we, to keep us both alive. Yes. We have condoms and lube, which we don't typically need at the club, but just in case, we always we always have them on us. Yeah. I mean, I keep them in my purse. I mean, come on. Yeah. Always prepared. You don't leave home without them. No, always prepared. After after my uh, alleyway that time with that one lady, I thought... <laughs> Man, I need it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Now, so condoms and lube are always with us. Uh, we do always have After Dark Intimate wipes when yep. we go to the club. Yep. Uh, most of the time, it's to freshen up myself. But occasionally, if there's a big play session happening upstairs, like in the orgy room, we'll just take them up there and everybody can have free-for-all. 
And that's that's always kind of fun. Uh, we you always keep a cock ring in there. I love my cock rings. Yes, you do like your cock rings, so we always have that. Yes, we always have breath mints. Always have breath mints. Yes. Fisherman's friends are also swinger friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also always have business cards because yeah, business we cards. want to make sure that we can keep in contact with the people that we mm-hmm. have gotten in contact with. Mm-hmm. And if we're going not as much to the club, but if although for club fee is a little different, but uh, if we're going to someone's house or we're going for a, a play date at you know more private private environment, we'll often take some vibrators, some of the smaller ones. We've one of our play partners has used the home defense dildo before. Yeah, wow. Um, and the we'll take a flogger or two paddle depending on again what kind of play and what's expected and and who we're playing with if it's somebody that does like a bit more kink or if it's somebody who just you know it's a little more sexy time yeah uh is there anything else i'm missing this um, in there? you often throw in a strap on yeah i like my strap ons yeah especially if there's going to be some males that i can peg yeah yeah uh and then also we will often have a bottle of bourbon Oh, or, yes. Bourbon, wine, some kind yeah. of alcohol. Yeah. Either a red wine or a Four Roses bourbon mm-hmm, of some mm-hmm. of some ilk. I just stocked up the other day, too. Yes, you did. I was looking at the bottle uh-huh. right there. That's what it reminded <laughs> me. I was like, hello, it's looking at me. Yeah. Hello, you're going to go to the club. That's going to be your new home. Yeah. It's going to anyway. be awesome. <laughs> and then in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's usually what's in our go bag. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's There's... I think I feel like that's a lot, but it all fits in a nice small little yeah, bag. Yeah, it's none of it's so, terribly large by any means. Um, I think the big the big important thing is if you've got specific condoms that you need, mm-hmm. throw them in your go bag. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, deodorant is never a bad thing to have in there. Yes. We often don't carry it because the after dark wipes you can wipe yourself down and you'll stay yeah. pretty fresh. If I am going to the club straight from work, I will take deodorant. Yeah, and mouthwash. I'll, Oftentimes, yes, you'll take mouthwash, I'll take mouthwash, mouthwash and toothbrush, as well. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it depends on again, you know, if we're going straight from home or going from. If I'm going from work, I'll take a, I'll of course take a change of clothes, shoes, the whole, you know, nine yards there. Yeah. Um, but that's because I do sometimes go straight from work, which most people generally wouldn't, I would imagine. <laughs> well, we are not most people, darling. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for the next, next one? Sure. Sure. All right. Are you gonna read it? No, you go ahead. Okay. You gonna do your British nope, accent? Still I can hear do people it. screaming about it. That's okay. I haven't heard them yet. Uh, we love going for a meal with another couple. It can really set the scene. But what would you consider to be sexy food? Okay, so I love this because I feel like what we should do is what we consider to be sexy food and what we consider to be the antithesis of sexy food. Okay. So I'm sure people out there would assume that garlic is off the menu. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Garlic is on the menu. You just have to make sure that everybody at the fucking table eats garlic. I would agree if with that. everybody eats garlic, nobody knows notices mm-hmm. that you had garlic. And garlic's amazing. Um, I love garlic. So Italian on the table. Sexy food. I don't know what sexy food is. I mean... So I actually think Italian is a really good one for a date because while people think, oh, it's carb heavy and whatever, you don't have to eat a lot of it. And you can have a lot of vegetables. Some people you, do. You, okay, fine. <laughs> but you can make it lighter. But it's also, I think Italian is sexy to eat and to watch someone eat. Because you like sucking in the noodles. Uh-huh. You like the slurping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do think Italian's actually a really good one. But again, with anything, especially if it's a first date and you don't want to have like a big food baby, just just watch how much you eat. Just eat a bit less. And because I'll often do that. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of what's not a good first date food. Yeah, I don't know. So I was thinking what I like as a first date food is things that you eat with your fingers. Because I like, like wings, I think is sexy. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a mess, but there's something, I don't know, for me to watch a partner just like get, go in there full tilt. Just dive in there. Just dive in there. And they got the wing sauce all over their face and all over their fingers. And I'm like, look, if you are so not ashamed to dive into your food like that, you're going to dive into me like like that. Okay, that's that. if, a fair point. If you dive into me with that same attitude, yeah. then holy shit, you're not afraid of getting your fingers a little dirty. You're not afraid of having shit all over your mouth. Sounds really funny when you're talking to, from a <laughs> bi man point of view, but I don't mean shit like shit, but I mean, you know what I mean? Fucking A. Anyway, <laughs> we'll fix that in post. Uh, you know, there's something, there's something really nice about like, grr, just mm-hmm. diving in there. Pizza, I find, is the same thing. I think you can tell a lot about a person by the way they eat pizza, whether they're, you know, a traditionalist, they pick it up and eat it with their hands, or they, they're, you know, a little quirky, they pick it up and eat it with their, you know, they fold it in half and eat it like a little taco, or whether they're a serial killer, they eat it with a ser- with a fork and knife. I mean, you can tell so much about a person by the way they eat, <laughs> by the way they eat pizza. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How about you? All right. What would what would be a not first date food? I don't know. Something egg heavy. <laughs> Omelets. I, I don't know. It's like I would say Indian. Indian's not a very good first date food because it's there's really heavy. I would say it's heavy, but also there are so many varied spices that while it's good if it's just you and I, when it is new people, it gets to be a lot of smells and just your breath becomes a whole conglomeration of stuff. True. But Um, there's a whole country of people that consider it a first date. Well, that's fine. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yes. I don't live in that country. No. I love Indian food, but I just don't know that I would say a first date. Yeah. It's my Um, thing is it's really heavy. Like it is very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I would say most things though. It's just, yeah. Because again, it's not what you eat. It's how you eat it. And I think you can tell so much about a person like people who cut their spaghetti before they eat it uh-huh. again, serial killers. I'm sorry. I'm, you're you're they're a sociopath. And if that's you, I'm sorry. But think about who you are. Um, sandwiches are interesting and burgers. And if you use a knife and fork on uh-huh. a sandwich, uh-huh. God damn. We've seen it. We have seen it. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Now look, if you take a burger and you cut it in half with your knife. Because you're like, I'm going to eat some of it now, and I'm going to take some of it home for lunch tomorrow. Already I'm starting to, like, like, God, you're one of those people. But then if you eat the first half of your sandwich and then eat the second half of your sandwich, and I'm like, fuck yeah, this person is comfortable. They want to be with me. You know what else I would say is good sexy food? What? Oysters. I like oysters. That's I true. love oysters, yeah. especially yeah. if they're yeah. Depending on how they're done, like I like them plain. I like them how the Owl House does them with the little champagne thingies yeah. on top. Yeah, yeah. I would say oysters are good. Um, any kind of like the fusion types of stuff that that style of food is good. So again, this is stuff that you eat mostly with your hands. I, I'm Some gonna go it, yeah. back to yeah. like what I want, other than Italian food. Again, if you eat Italian food with your hands, look. We're going to have awesome sex. There's no question about it. But we're going to need to shower before we do it. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine eating spaghetti, paschetti with your hands? Nom, nom, nom. Anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's pretty awesome. Okay. 
Okay, is it my turn to read a, uh-huh. the, the question? I'm, I'm still, I'm sorry, I'm now thinking about... And you're not thinking about date food? No, I'm thinking about dates. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say a lot of my first dates are pizza. Mm-hmm. Because I, I like it, and I think that I can judge a lot about a person by what they choose as their toppings, and yeah. like how how are, are we going to get along well? Like if you think that squash or in the rest of the world pumpkin, uh, they put it on pizza down here. It's weird. So if you think that that's a pizza topping, we're going to have an issue. If you think fried eggs are a pizza topping, hashtag issue. Is that a thing? It's a thing. Oh, um, and we're not going to. Pineapple does no. belongs in a lot of places. I love pineapple. It does not belong on a pizza. Mm-mm. Anyway, <clears throat> so by the way, I can hear people like, "What do you want on your pizza?" I want a supreme pizza with anchovies. Thank you very much. Bye bye. And you? Uh, my favorite pizza traditionally is always a pepperoni with olives and extra cheese. Yeah, but I do like a good margarita too, though. Mm, yeah, both in a glass and in. A- there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com pizza yeah but if you take them put a pizza in a glass it's weird (laughs) that's how i eat mine though (laughs) serial killer Oh, laws. Okay. In fact, ooh, this is a two-parter apparently mm-hmm, from the mm-hmm. last one. <clears throat> In fact, what would you... Oops, <clears throat> let me start again. <clears throat> In fact, what would be your ideal date with a couple? We're asking for a friend. Honest. <laughs> what would you wear and what would you do? Okay. You go first. Because I'm, I'm getting a little stressed out from this. I'm, turned, I'm, being, I'm really turned on. <laughs> Uh, ideal date. So I think that that depends upon how much we know about this person or couple or whatever. If, if we've seen them at the club a few times and know a little bit more about them, if we've been chatting on on an online app of some sort and we know a bit more about them, that can help kind of guide what we do. Um, I tend to like, if it's a brand new thing and we don't really know much about the people, then drinks, dinner, Something simple is nice with somewhere either in the city or along the water where there's an option for a walk later. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can, you know, depending on the weather, get outside and and just kind of move a little bit Um, because we do tend to like to be active. So it's good to see if they just want to kind of sit all night long or if they want to move around a little bit as well. But I would tend to say that my favorite ones are activity based, whether it is simply just walking around somewhere outside, whether it be a park, the harbor. Um, I'm trying to think of some things that we've done, but there's a lot of places that you can just kind of go and walk around. We've done some museums from time to time. Mm -hmm. If there's an exhibition on that particularly interested in and the people are as well, uh, we've done that. And, but I would say that either way, especially if it's a first date, 
give yourself an out. And so if it is something like that, you know, oh, we're just going to go to the museum. So you can always go to different parts and look at different things and then get a coffee afterwards if you like them. And if not, okay, that was good. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I tend to like the activity-based things a bit more. And it doesn't have to be like super active. It's not like, you know, going for a hike. But also, again, around other people or in spaces where you can separate yourself if things aren't exactly going well, which is why if we don't know them very well, typically a coffee, a drink, maybe a light dinner is something nice and easy because it doesn't have to be long. If you're getting along, great, you can extend it. If you're not, you can cut it short. Yeah. So, and and to just sort of add to what you said, uh, what I like is to do that first, is that mm-hmm. give yourself an out first. So mm-hmm. a drink or a coffee, not dinner or lunch. Uh, a drink or a coffee lasts anywhere between five minutes and 45 minutes, depending on how much you drink or how, you know, what the plan is. And that's typically for a first meet of somebody that we've met online. We don't know a lot about them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to meet here for mm-hmm. a drink or a coffee or whatever? Mm-hmm. So then I like the idea of the museum because... You can then say, uh, if things are going well, look, we're going to the museum. We'd love it if you guys joined us, mm-hmm. especially if you've planned, if, if it's clear that both of you guys have planned maybe to spend the rest of the day together. But again, you've got that out. And so if they want to, they can. If they mm-hmm. want to get out, that gives them an option out. So then if you go to the museum, what I really like about that kind of situation is, especially in a foursome. But it's, or in a, in a, if you're two people with a single, mm-hmm. it allows everybody to have moments together. So in a foursome, you know, the ladies can go over and look at one piece of art. The guys can go over and look at one piece of art. And while you're separated apart, you can have conversations with that person. Mm-hmm. And then you can inter, intermix your partner with, with their partners and vice versa. And so you, you can get, get to know them a little yeah, better. And then you can always come back to your partner and go, mm-hmm. so... What do you think? Yeah. You know, and it gives those moments of, of expansion and contraction to to give yourself an out to learn more about the people and also to keep touching base with your partner to make sure that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. So I like that. As, a, as a, I agree. As a first date, I think that's great. If you know the people a little, I think things like miniature golf is yeah. a blast because you get to learn a little bit about somebody. Again, much like how somebody eats dinner, how they play miniature golf is, you know. Speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. <laughs> if they're really serious about the rules, yeah. well, wow, okay. Um, or if, they, if they're if they extremely competitive or if they're just lackadaisical or if they're only there to drink, like me, and, and whack a few balls, like me, then, you know, that's... Mm-hmm. That that tells you a it lot about the person. Yeah. So you can learn a lot about even their play style in bed based on how they swing a club. <laughs> There's a joke there. <laughs> so, yeah, I we, like that. We tend to like those kinds of things with people that we've either seen at the club a few times or gotten to know a little bit better. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. And I think if you've played with somebody two or three times, yeah. the best one is an escape room. That I is think fun. Those yeah. are so much fun because it, as a team, it puts you together and yeah. it's... Like we have a common goal that we're trying to overcome, mm-hmm. and we the escape rooms are fun. And it's something yeah. that there's a little bit of sexiness. There's a lot of working together, which I think is sexy. A lot of communication. A lot of communication, yeah. and how are we going to do this? And how do we go about this? Mm-hmm. And you know, even people we've had partners who say, "I'm terrible at logic puzzles. I'm terrible at this. I'm t- blah 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 blah. I'm not really observant." But then when you get them in the escape room. Everybody brings something to the table. Exactly. Yeah. We've all got something that we have that mm-hmm. we see the world in a different way. And an and, and escape room is a great way to to really solidify that. Mm-hmm. 
So don't, yeah. Um, the part that we didn't answer is what would you wear? But I think that depends largely on what we're doing. Uh, my white snap shirt. Often, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a pair of blue jeans. Uh-huh. Often. Uh, and some nice shoes. Mm-hmm. And mismatched socks and underwear that might be sexy if somebody were to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right there. I have my white snap shirt. It's my lucky shirt. And once it finally dies, I will cry. I will sob. I know. And I'll have to find a new one. Yeah, you will. But yeah, that's my that's my lucky first date shirt. Okay. I've worn it on every... No, not every. Nearly every first date that we've gone on. That mm-hmm. I've gone on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like right. it. Yeah, so it works. It works for you. What, yeah. what would you wear? It depends on the situation. Oh, but yeah, Honestly, but... because I, I go through... Um, there are times, depending on what we're doing, where I'll... I will often push the edge of kink a little bit. And so mm-hmm. some of my, I'm not going to say kink, but more a little more fetishy kind of dresses. I've got some that are a little more revealing or the fabric may be a little different. So I'll tend to try to wear those in some way or fashion if I can. Um, but I will often try to accentuate cleavage or something like that, depending on the weather and, and what exactly that we're doing. But I would... Say something, yeah, that generally accentuates cleavage. Um, Shows I, off the assets. I often prefer to wear boots as opposed yeah. to, sh- to heels, depending. But I think that's also because of the style often of what I'm wearing. But I do like to wear some of the slightly more fetishy dresses if I can get away with it. Well, you've been doing just a pretty um, sweater dress with a harness, a leather yeah. harness over yeah. that. That's really attractive. Yeah, because wintertime, I'll do my sweater dresses a lot more. Yeah. And then the harness is a way to just kind of jazz it up a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Next question. Is it my turn or your yep. turn? Okay. Do you see yourselves being in the lifestyle when you're old and gray? If so, what do you think might change? What might you have learned? So I think the main thing that will change is I'll look at you and I'll go, Angela, take out your teeth. Well, the other big thing that will change is my boobs will be a lot droopier. That's right. So then when I'm like on top of you, you don't have to strain your neck to That'd get be, to them. That would actually, I'm actually looking forward to those days. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bonus. <laughs> Boob lift? Nope. No, <laughs> Not going to do no, that. No, <laughs> no. I want them down there at face level. Like, uh-huh. I want to be in the middle of a, of a Newton's cradle. <laughs> 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 That's going to be awesome. Swinging side to side. Uh, yeah. So I do think that we'll probably forever be in this lifestyle. I do too. Um, what do I see is changing. Like I currently, currently we tend to be more attracted to people older than us. Uh-huh. But I feel like right now we're kind of on a cusp now to where we equally are attracted. I would have said five years ago, it was exclusively people older than us. Mm-hmm. And right now we're at that sort of, swinging point it's where about 50 50 it's about 50 50 yeah. there are certain younger people that were like wow you are there's something really special about you because mm-hmm. you act like you're our age which i don't know if that's a compliment or not but they act mature I would, they yeah. act mature and i like that um and then the older people that we like act like fucking kids which mm-hmm. i absolutely love so yeah i don't know how it'll change yeah it'll be interesting to see how the age thing plays out because at some point we're going to be part of that older crowd. Yeah. And so, and I mean, it might not be that far away. Next um, year, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but 
so that you know at some point there's not going to be very many people older than you i mean when we're in our like 70s and 80s there's not a lot of 90 and 100 year old singers out there um so i think that's going to be a shift is that we'll you know probably play more with younger people just because of sheer numbers and necessity but i like how you're so confident that the younger people will want to play with us well, it's all about attitude. We've said that a billion times. I know, I know. But we I'm, like older people. That's true. That's why true. Would, why would future younger people not like us older people? I, that's a very excellent point, and I'm hoping that that uh-huh. remains. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think that'll change. Um, I would. I'm trying to think about like. Um, We're the ones that would move into the assisted living home that was known because it was a group of swingers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for that would, sure. That's us. And if it's not, we're going to start one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, want to be on our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like, podcasts? That, that's something that we used to listen to as kids. Yeah, because I'm trying to think no, of, like, uh, um, I don't know how to say this, but frequency? There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Don't know why that was hard to come up with. Uh, frequency. I know. <laughs> frequency of of swinging and how often we play with people and that kind of thing i can see that dropping down but that also may depend upon opportunity and who's around and where we are if we're still in a big city then there i think there'll be a lot of of opportunity if we're not then of course that's going to be a little bit more challenging if by then we've built our Um, commune then it'll uh be easy you know easy peasy but i do think that we'll forever do this i don't see us ever stopping it may it'll you know, how we do it may change, who we do it with might change, how frequently may change, but I don't see us stopping. Yeah, I, really I agree. don't. I mean, yeah, my grandfather was a player till he died. I'm, I really hope I got those genes. <laughs> I think really hope I got those genes. I think genes. we all know that you got those genes, honey. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, here we go. Probably should have read these before we started these. Uh, it's hard to read them in a British accent on the fly. <clears throat> We've noticed more and more people have something on their profile profile akin to, quote, we don't play with couples with bi guys. In fact, some friends recently mentioned this to us. What would your What would be your advice on talking to people with this kind of point of view? Well... My advice is don't talk to those people. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Uh, okay, so I think there's there's two ways to take this. One, are you a bi guy? Yes. Uh, because your response is going to be different whether you're a bi guy or a straight guy. Absolutely. However, if you're a straight guy and you just... Because we know some straight guys who are not interested in playing with other guys, but they also don't want to play with people that will limit themselves. Yes. So there's a few different ways that can be taken. So look, my my attitude on that is i honestly and this sounds bad i don't trust anyone who limits themselves Mm. like if you limit yourself to something because we've talked to people who say uh we don't play with people over 40 Mm -hmm. and this is after they've already played with us Mm -hmm. some of us are over 40 and some of us are getting very close to that number Mm -hmm. so if you are limiting yourself on any for any reason be it size age um uh, you know, color your skin, the shape of your ass, the the size of your boobs, size of your, boobs yeah. the, your hair color, whatever. Those people, like, look, they're missing out on a whole world of things. And we've we've experienced this. We've experienced this firsthand at the club. We don't play with bi people. Fine. That's absolutely fine. When I look at those people, I just feel sad for them yeah. now. I, I still, I feel sad for the people that they might affect as well. So... 
you know, I would use this as a as a calling point to people who call call these fuckers out. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't play with somebody because they're bi. Well, you know, I often think about Lawrence, and I, I again, I know we 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 I wax on very positively about Lawrence, uh, at and and Jess both at OSS, but one of the pendulum parties, someone emailed Lawrence and said, "My part, I'm bi, but my partner, he's straight. He's afraid that." Uh, he'll be attacked, you know, when he gets to, to to the pendulum party. And Lawrence's response was in writing, look, ba- which was basically, look, um, not everyone's going to find your partner attractive. And maybe no one will find your partner attractive. So he probably doesn't have anything to worry about. You know, and I'm like, that's the thing. Yeah. And and ultimately, and I know we've railed on about this before, but the, the problem is that men are afraid that they're going to be treated the way they treat women. Mm. Uh, you know, they're afraid they're going to be objectified. They're afraid that they're going to be pushed into a corner where they're not allowed to say no or they can't say no. And they don't know how to handle that, which is so far from reality. And it's it's really a shame that they think that that's the way it's going to be because that's the way that women get treated. And that's fucking stupid. Um and as a side note, anyone out there who says that uh, the swinger world is controlled by women is deluded, has deluded themselves. Um, that is not the case. It's no different in the swinger world than it is in the real world. Um, but that's a whole nother podcast. But yeah, so my advice to anybody who says that is correct them and ignore them. Yeah. So for us, we generally, I mean, we won't play with anybody that, that, states that they're not going to play with by people, but we do call them out on. We do ask about it. And one of my biggest questions is with regard to communication in a play situation. If you cannot communicate as if you cannot communicate as a straight male to a bi male during play with your partners that you don't want to interact with him or you don't want to, to touch him or have him suck you off or you suck him off or whatever. If you cannot communicate that during play, then you're not going to be able to communicate with the female either as to what she wants and what makes her happy and provide that for her. That that communication has to be there overall between all parties. And if you think that you can communicate with the female, then you should be able to communicate that with the male. And not all bi guys are going to find you attractive. And they And there are limits as well to where if you say, I'm not comfortable with this, that they can respect that those limits and say, okay, then we're not going to do that. You know, we may just soft swap or full swap or whatever the case may be. There may not be any same-sex play. But it should be no different whether you're bi or straight. You should be able to communicate what your play style is and what you're looking for. And if somebody cannot communicate that and that they have to limit it up front by saying that I will only, you know, play with these kinds of people because then I don't have to communicate with them later on, that's a big red flag to me. Agreed. Yeah. So call them out. Yeah. Do because it. again, we're all going to get back to that previous question. We're all going to get old. Yeah. And if you plan on doing this when you're old and you want, do you want people to go, oh, I don't want to play with people that are over 40, over 50, over 60, mm-hmm. or I only play with people in their 20s. Like, yeah. you know, it's, you're going to be in one of those exclusion, exclusionary uh, ranges at some point. And because some of us are born this way, that's one thing. But everybody's going to grow up. So, you know, if you don't want to hear it now and, or if you don't want to hear it later, don't allow yourself to hear it now and call people out on it. Yeah. All right. Next question. 
Well, this might piggyback off the last one, um, but if you could change one thing about the lifestyle in general, what would it be? Oh, God, I'd get rid of those stupid fuckers. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, unfortunately for me, my attitude is the lifestyle is no different than any other group of people. Look, we, we, you know, we podcast about it and we're very positive about it. Because mm-hmm. in, in general, for us, it has been extremely positive. Does that mean that there aren't loud mouth sons of bitches or or people who are looking to fight with you or people who just want to be angry no of course they're there they're it's like every it, other it's in every community yeah it's in every community yeah. so we're just a subset of the community that you might see at the grocery store mm-hmm. or in your local political rally or you know at your church or anywhere we're you know the same community is there and no matter what community you're in you find the same people. You find the people that want to be angry, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and that sucks. So you, you know. would change them and make them happy. I would change them and make them happy. Yeah. But I would do that with all the world, you know. It's mm-hmm. like we, and this is ironic, I think, coming from podcasters, we all do a lot of talking, but not a lot of us do a lot of listening. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I think that's a big problem. Mm. How about you? What would you change? I would change the stigma in the greater world about the swinging lifestyle yeah because it is uh, and and there's you know segments that are getting better it's you know there are places and and times where it's a little more accepted than it was but still people have the stigma of the key parties of people cheating on their spouses of it being a dirty thing you know not using protection spreading stis all the typical misconceptions um we'll go through them a lot more detail in a future podcast but there i that is just kind of the the viewpoint that a lot of the world has about the swinging community and i would change that and help them to see that it is just another community very much like a church you know we're just building a community we have friends we have people that i would say will be forever friends they're family especially if you don't live near family that that kind of becomes your family there are people that you may see both at a club you may see them outside of a club you can become very good friends now some people don't some people just like the kind of casual relationships but it still feeds some part of you and it fulfills some need that you have and makes you a happier person and if it makes you a happier person and a better person then why is that a bad thing why, why should that not be allowed? You're not hurting anyone else by doing that. And I would, if I could change one thing about it, I would say it's how the rest of the world perceives the swinging lifestyle. I think that's absolutely, I think that's fantastic. And it's, you know, you're, you hit on something that I think is spot on talking about the relationships that we make, because you're right. We have forever friends, mm-hmm. you know, it's people that we may not see all the time, but I know that I could call them C and D at Swinging yeah. Down Under. I would call them, uh, I need help or I need advice or I need, you know, emotional support. And I know they would give it to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got friends that in swing Singapore and now, you know, clearly in the UK across the States, it's amazing to have this in, in Perth, in Melbourne, we've got friends, yeah. Brisbane, all over Australia. And it's just like, I always go back to that, you know, to look at this, and I look at it from my own lens, admittedly, but to look at this, you know, this poor boy from Kentucky who suddenly has these friends that are literally around the world, mm-hmm. that if there's there's very few places that we could now go to that we couldn't call up upon somebody and say, mm-hmm. do you want to grab a drink? And mm-hmm. they wouldn't say, absolutely. And we've got friends that who had traveled distances to see us, mm-hmm. uh, 
which is more than people that I went to high school and elementary with. Some of our family. Yeah, some of our family, exactly. My, I have family that wouldn't basically cross the road to see me when mm-hmm. I'd come in from the from Australia to the States. But I've got friends that would come down from, you know. Hours away. Hours yeah. away, four or five hours away, they'll come down mm-hmm. to see me or fly to see me mm-hmm. uh, if I'm in the States. And that's something that's really exciting about yeah. that. And that's the, it's such a great community and it can be a great community. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting because we have met so many people from different walks of life that otherwise we never would have. Yeah. And so just the variety of people that we meet. And I know that we were traveling recently and, you know, my boss was like, oh, you know, where are you going? And I told him and he's like, oh, what are you going to do down there? And I was like, oh, just, you know, going away for the weekend. We're going to see some friends. And he's like, you have friends everywhere. I know we do. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. We have friends in every major metropolitan area yeah. in, in Australia, yeah. which is kind of amazing. That, that to me right there, it just shows the, the reach that you can have. Mm. And yeah, it's something that, and when I say friends, I'm talking about people that I would have over to my house. Yeah, for sure. And that's, I think that says a lot about the quality of friendships that you can create. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, we have one more. All right. Do we? Yes, we do. Um, do you want me to read it? Do you have it? Oh, yes, I see it now. <clears throat> and finally... As self-confessed nerds, we'd love to know your favorite movie, game, and TV show. <laughs> you first. <laughs> so I can start with a game. Okay. Uh, I would say my favorite game is the Legendary Games. Okay, yeah, so yeah. So we started with the Marvel. Yes. We have quite a few expansion packs yeah, on that Dark one. Dark City, Marvel, uh-huh. all the expansion packs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have the Alien Legendary and the new one, the Buffy Legendary. Which you which, saw on Twitter the other day. Yes, we have yet to play it, but yeah. will be happening soon. The cards are divided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're organized. <laughs> it's, all, it's all set up, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Legendary game to me is fun because it's something that we can do. It's, it is both competitive, but also it's a cooperative game. And I like those where there is some cooperation, but you have to be really strategic to win over the other people. I like that. Deck building games are fun. Deck building games are fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that's probably my favorite if I had to pick one above all the others. Okay. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. And your favorite television show? That's tough. I have a hard time picking favorites out of these things. Um, I will say the the ones that I tend to go back to more than others or that I request, are there any new ones of these ones? And you can fill in with whatever other ones there are. Um, Of course, we've got Simpsons and Archer. Those are mainstays. You can watch those over and over and over again, and they're still fucking hilarious. Um, but then things like iZombie, Grimm, that type of show, I really like those. Which is so weird because you're not, you always, it's too fantastic. You won't watch Buffy because it's too fantastical. I've, I've but gotten, you'll watch Grimm and iZombie. But I'll tell you the difference. And I've gotten better with Buffy. But the difference to me is that iZombie and Grimm are so far to me that they can't be real. And we're not going to argue the merits of whether they could or couldn't. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, that's not for this podcast. But they're a little more fantastical that they're outside of that realm of reality. Whereas Buffy tries to be real, but it's not really real. So it's that weird kind of in-between zone for me. Um, I have gotten better with it. And, and I have requested it a bit more lately. It's true. Um, but yeah, I would say that those are the types of TV shows that I tend to like. I like either the really kind of Silly comedy ones, maybe still a little thought involved, but and then or the really really fantastical ones and movies. I don't know what I would say my overall favorite movie is. I can tell you which one I've watched the most times. Okay, 
Oh my God! Is it is it is it the Big Lebowski? It's the Big Lebowski. <laughs> Big Lebowski. I've seen Super Troopers a number of times. I've not seen the second I, one yet. I knew it was either um, Big Lebowski or Super Troopers. Yes, I've seen both of those. You're a lot. really not a pothead, though. How no, how are those your top two movies? I, I'm not going to say they're my favorites. They're just what I've seen the most times. Because <laughs> you can watch them over and over again, and they're dumb, but they're still funny. I do and, like the Big Lebowski. It's and, a funny, yeah, funny so, movie. Yeah, Big Lebowski. I've probably seen well over twenty times. Uh, Super Troopers has got to be at least seven or eight, probably double digits at this point. But I don't know what I would say favorite is. But those are definitely, I would say, the most seen. That's awesome. Yeah, most watched. How about your favorite book? They didn't ask that, but that's a good one. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. That's yeah. one that I read from time to time. Yeah. really love that one. I like To Kill a Mockingbird as yeah. well. <laughs> Slaughterhouse-Five. Yeah. I read that one for the first time in college, and I just, yeah, I love that I read that one. one ages ago. I need to give that one another yeah. go. That's that's next one up on my reading list, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, so for me, I would say my favorite um, game. That's so tough because I, I love games. But my would favorite, it be a video game or a board game? That's a, see, and that's a great question. So like um, – Video games, I love the Fallout series. Like, mm-hmm. I love those first-person shooters that are a little more RPG-ish and you're building a character. And I like those games where you can play either, like... Because most of those games, you're like... Most people are, oh, I'm going to go in and shoot everything. Well, I'm like, give me a sniper rifle and let me pick people off. That's the way I like to do it. Which is probably why you and I like each other so much. Um, so I like that as my video game. Uh, board game, I'm... Pr- I don't know. It's it's a lot tougher because we've got that game that I really love that we haven't played in a while that we need to pull back out about the the um, the carnival the the where you're building oh. the theme park. It's actually called theme park, isn't it? Uh, She's no. going to the closet to look it up. I'm watching her. If you Wait could see her, my God! If you could see her ass, it's at the top left. Unfair. Unfair. There you go. Unfair. It's a strategic. It was a Kickstarter game that is probably my. I love Kickstarter games. I'm a sucker. If you come up with a great Kickstarter idea, I'm all. I'm all about that shit. Uh, but it's a great strategic game where you're trying to build a theme park. I love it, and you're, and you're trying to cheat the other person. And yeah, it's, you're it's trying great. to build yours while tearing theirs down. Yeah, it's because yeah. it's unfair. Love that game. So yeah. much fun. A little bit of strategy. A lot of fun. Um, I will say also of Cards Against Humanity and Joking Hazard as oh, party games hazard, are yeah. both so much fun. Um, and those are actually great icebreakers as well. Everybody's played Cards Against Humanity, mm-hmm. eh, but Joking Hazard, very few people have played. It's a lot of fun. Okay, so uh, television shows, Rick and Morty, Archer, Simpsons. Those top three, like mm-hmm. I could watch them over and over and over again and mm-hmm. never get tired. Um, I also like procedurals. I love NCIS, CSI. I mean, they're dumb as hell. And if you watch more than one of them, it's the same fucking show over and over again. I don't care. I love it. (laughs) If the characters are compelling, I still love them. Uh, Even shows like uh, Lucifer, which is, I don't care what you say, it's a procedural. But it's such a fun show that I'm I'm very forgiving of those, like those hour-long procedurals. Uh, I don't like courtroom shows, though. I like like, the police and the... Like let's find a bad so guy. No, I don't no want to see you. I don't want to see you put the bad guy in jail. I don't care about that shit. Yeah. No Matlock. No Matlock. No. Uh, so those are like my favorite types of TV shows. Just I can turn my brain off and mm-hmm. just watch them. Um, movie, Jaws. Jaws oh, yeah. is my favorite okay. movie. Yeah. I love Jaws. I think that when it comes to to great cinematography and and the acting and I like everything about Jaws. There's mm. nothing that I don't like about Jaws. 
Uh, I think it's a beautiful movie. I'm also a sucker for any Jurassic movie, even the shit ones that I, I still love them. I mean, they're great. Um, I like horror movies. I like to be scared. The Alien trilogy is amazing. I really liked Hush. Hush was was really good because yeah. it's if so. Side note: random microphone people who don't live in Australia seek out New Zealand movies. New Zealand horror films. New Zealand horror films. They understand isolation, which is starting to become a thing in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. So that whole isolation thing, and I think A Quiet Place is a perfect example yeah. of that as a mainstream uh, American movie that understands isolationism. <clears throat> yeah. New Zealanders have been doing it for the last 30 years. Um, they have some really good ones. Yeah. Hush, yeah. the uh, Black Sheep is mm-hmm. another great one. Uh, the one where she's at home and... I don't know the name uh, of she's that She's under one. house arrest, yeah, which is another great movie. And then um, What We Do in Shadows, which is mm. Big Brother, but if they were all vampires. It's fucking hilarious. So uh, we are werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> Anyway, so go go seek out New Zealand movies. They do wonderful movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we've rambled on about non-sexy things okay. on a sexy podcast for way too long. Let's wrap up. Okay. <clears throat> so, thank you so, so much to the Bedhoppers, Mr. and Mrs. H, yes. for, you know, giving us these, reaching out and doing this uh, podcast pen pals uh, project. The four Ps. Uh, that we're going to try to get other podcasts to do. So if you're a podcaster and you're listening to this right now, pick your favorite podcast that you listen to. Send them a series of questions and have them ask, answer those on, on air. Yeah. Because it's great. Cause it's cross-promotion as well, which we love. Yeah. Uh, so the Bedhoppers, they have uh, their podcasts, which you can find uh, wherever podcasts are found. They are also on um, Twitter. Uh, they are on Twitter at UK. Because they're clearly British. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on your podcast uh, app, whoops. It's Bedhoppers. Yeah, it is just Bedhoppers swinging in the UK. Yes. So uh, thank you so much to them for sending us these questions. Yeah, it was fun. Go listen to their podcast. They're extremely clever. They, he, I, I'm going to say he, I'm pretty sure it was just him, wrote their intro song and are, is playing it on a ukulele. So if you're like me and you're a ukulele slut, go listen to them. They're fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. For us, if you mm-hmm. want to contact us, we are theatomsoflove at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at By the By Podcast. Uh, or online, www.bythebuy.com.au. And if you want to see us in person, I think there are still maybe a couple of rooms left at Passion in Paradise. That's up right. In Port Douglas in October. Yes, I think they're down to two rooms, okay. maybe one room. So, so if you're interested, express your interest yes. and get on that. And then we'll also be at Desire, uh, Life on the Swing Set Takeover. Yep. That's going to be the first week of November, the 3rd through the 10th. Yep. Uh, we'll let Cooper tell you a little, and gang, tell you a little bit about it now. Life on the Swing Set is heading to paradise for the seventh time. And once again, we're taking over Desire Resort, Riviera Maya in Cancun, Mexico. With this year's hosts, me, Cooper, Ginger, Dylan, JV and Shara from Ending the Sexual Dark Age, and author, podcaster, and feminist porn filmmaker, Tristan Terramino, our takeover allows us to mold the resort in our geeky, sexy, and inclusive image with orgies, classes about pegging, flogging and fisting, theme nights, a full dungeon night, naked karaoke, mutual masturbation, and massages. 
from November 3rd through the 10th, 2018, this beautiful, all-inclusive resort will be full of sexy swing setters from every letter in the LGBTQA spectrum. Holly, swingers, nudists, kinksters, doms, subs, and those who are just curious about what a week at a sexy resort offers. We take all the best of the swing set. Our values, our experience, our co-hosts, our community, and we bring it all together with the best resort staff on earth to create a queer, kink, and poly-friendly, consent-aware, and sexy-as-hell experience for everyone who joins us. To come with us on our Swing Set Takes Desire 2018 trip and hear us podcast about our previous trips, head over to ssdesire.com. We'll be there to welcome you home. Awesome. And then the following week, we're going to be at Desire Pearl. That's Pearl, the other yeah. one. Uh, so with, that'll be November 10th to 17th. With the Joneses and C&D. And I think there's a couple of other people yep. here that uh, you may some have heard some questions things, from yeah. that might be there as well. Uh, so hint, hint, hint. <clears throat> Definitely make sure they go check that out. Uh, So it should be a lot of fun. We're excited for that. We're also going to be at Adelaide, of course, at Sexpo Mm -hmm. if you're in Australia. Um, Yeah, let us know if you're going to be down there. Yeah, yeah. We'll catch up. We'll definitely, yeah, we want to say hi to you and give you hugs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, And I do know, speaking of which, uh there are a few folks that are going to be in the Adelaide area that we've seen at the club. Ooh. So, hello, folks. See you if know what we, we should do? Maybe we should try to do a, 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 a uh, just a meet and mingle at one of the yeah, local bars after uh, Sexpo one right, night. Let's look at schedules. All right. We're going to look at schedules, and either Friday or Saturday night, we'll figure it out. We'll do a, an Adelaide meet and mingle. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. i got to see when our talks are, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may be after our talks, but just be patient. Um, so, yeah, it'll be great. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely, yeah. Reach out to us. Give your uh, questions, comments, and re-remarks. And uh, I reckon we'll come see us at, at Club V. Clubs, yes. come see us at Pendulum. And, yeah, we'll uh, speak to you soon. Yes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 